Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So it is a historic day. Uh, and it's a day that, that I think, you know, 20 years ago that maybe you wouldn't have envisioned uh, even happening. Uh, that for a very long time, even though the case for legalization was there, it just seemed like such a political non-starter. And it's happened relatively quickly. And uh, I think we can look to uh, what happened in Colorado and Washington and the U.S. and really getting the ball rolling. And, of course, now Canada, right across the country from coast to coast. As of today, cannabis is now legal. So certainly the cause of legalization now has some momentum. But does that mean the battle is over? I'm joining us for some thoughts on uh, how we got to today, where we go from here. Very pleased to welcome to the program uh, longtime cannabis activist Jody Emery. Jody, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, your thoughts just uh, on the significance of today, and I know for someone like yourself who spent you know, her entire adult life uh, fighting for this cause, what, what does it mean to you? Well, it's an enormous symbolic shift. It- certainly sends inspiration around the world to other countries that they too can work to change their cannabis laws. So the headline is fantastic. But for me and many others who come to activism from a civil liberties standpoint, there are countless issues of unfairness and injustice and civil liberties violations that still need to be addressed. So celebrating the good, Mm -hmm. criticizing the bad, take what you can get and always ask for more. Well, yeah, and I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, but I mean, this is, you know, this crusade has come at a tremendous cost to, to you and, of course, to, to your husband, Mark, who was extradited to the U.S. for his activism, imprisoned for uh, five years, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, you know, looking back on that, I mean, if we had legalized 20 years ago, do you think Mark would have gone through any of that? Oh, of course not. It's taken the leadership of people like Mark Emery and many other pioneers for decades to get us to this point. The government has never willingly given us more freedom of choice or liberation from laws. It's always been hard fought for and campaigned for. We've marched in the streets. We've run for office. We do all sorts of political engagement, writing to politicians, creating media, lobbying, and getting arrested and paying the price through peaceful civil disobedience to demonstrate that the laws are unjust. So yes, we've certainly taken our lumps and we've certainly suffered in many ways, but it's been for the greater good. My only sad thought about all this is that today you see businesses that are run by big corporations and former cops and politicians and they're selling legal government approved weed, but everybody else who created cannabis and businesses all these years, they're not legalized. They're still deemed as illicit cannabis. So I need to find a way to make sure that legalization is fair and accessible for everybody, especially the pioneers and prohibition victims who got us here. 
It is it is somewhat ironic, isn't it, that uh, you've got these former politicians, these cops who had long been opponents of legalization, uh, very quick to, to jump on the bandwagon. Yes, and it's just to make money, and they made a lot of money before a legal gram was even sold. It's very sad that when we look back at the last three years, there was a great opportunity for the Liberal government to allow the existing industry to become legal and to regulate them into legality. But in Ontario and across Canada, we've seen the federal government order police to continue enforcing the law. So crackdowns and raids and arrests and charges have been nonstop these past three years where we could have had something like how Airbnb and Uber were disruptors and lawbreakers but got regulated into existence. The government of course, doesn't want to get into the business of ride-sharing or accommodations, so they didn't have any issue with those guys. But the government definitely sees cannabis legalization as a cash grab, similar to how prohibition has been a cash grab for the same beneficiaries as they're, we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Now, you recently got into the, the cafe business. Jody's Joint is uh, the cafe in, uh, in Toronto that, that you're now operating, which... I mean, I, I suppose we can envision a future where we see what, much like what we see in, in the Netherlands with cannabis cafes. I mean, is, is that your ultimate goal? And is, is that kind of the next battlefront, if you will, in, in ensuring that, that cannabis users have a place uh, to go and gather and, and use together? Absolutely. It's a very important part of legalization should be the normalization of cannabis to no longer force Canadians to feel ashamed or, or have to hide away their associates association with cannabis. Sadly, the federal government, Bill Blair, has said repeatedly, we're not normalizing it. We're not doing this to make it more available. We want to restrict and limit it. We want to prevent use. And they put out all these prohibitionist talking points that sound like the Harper conservative government of the past. So that sort of stigma needs to be broken down. We have a model of cannabis distribution. It's Amsterdam. Adults can buy a coffee and buy some weed and sit and smoke it with like-minded people. And if you don't like cannabis, you don't go to those coffee shops. Just like if you don't want to see a stripper, you don't go to a strip club. So if it's with respect to cannabis, let us have our consumption spaces. There are so many rules about where you can and can't smoke, blanket prohibitions, a lot of punishments for smoking in apartments and other places. So lounges and coffee shops, need to be accepted and i'm ready to take on that challenge and i hope to expand jody's joint coffee shops across canada also because quite frankly a lot of my activism is about how terribly people have been treated by the law but when it comes to hemp advocacy and using hemp wallpaper and fabric and wood stain and hemp food and hemp milk i'm so excited to promote all the ways canadians can benefit from a hemp and cannabis economy so create more demand uh, hopefully that creates more supply What did you make of the announcement today from the federal government regarding pardons uh, for people who have had previous uh, possession convictions? They're going to to waive the fee and and the wait time for these applications. In in terms of the amnesty side, uh, are we on the right track? Well, it's also a symbolic victory in a sense. The government should have stopped arresting people long ago, just like many U.S. jurisdictions did. 
before their laws came into effect for changes. Um, and we should have amnesty for all cannabis criminals who are peaceful, nonviolent adults who didn't engage in any force or coercion. Myself, as an example, I had a guilty plea of a conviction for trafficking. So I'm on the bigger end of the trafficking scale, according to the plea deal I took, which means I'm last in line to get any sort of pardon or amnesty. So while it's a symbolic move by the Liberal government, it's also that they're being ashamed into it, that they are being condemned for allowing this unfairness to continue. Um, but it is a bit of political opportunism. They could have supported the NDP's motions for these same sort of actions before. Um, but, you know, step by step, like I said, you take what you can get. You always ask for more. We'll start with possession and we'll move along to the other records, too. The pardons do not go far enough. We need full expungement of records. There's a major difference there. Yeah. And for myself, I have to wait 10 years before I can even apply for a pardon. So we'll see where the marijuana industry is at then. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, aside from doing about a bazillion interviews today, Jody, how, how are you marking October 17th? Well, I woke up at 4.19 a.m. for a 4.20 a.m. interview, and it's been nonstop since. Haven't even had much of a chance to toke, even though it's legal today. So I'll be relaxing with the smoke probably later. I do consume every day. I'm a medical patient legally, so that's some nice protection for me. But I just want to remind myself that we've come a long way, and we still have a long way to go, but that I need to take a minute to celebrate this point. Uh, it's been nonstop years of court and arrests and hardship and struggle and i willingly engaged in it because it matters to me to fight this fight for freedom but uh, i do need to take some time to enjoy life hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Once in a while and maybe tonight I can take a minute to do that. I hope you do. Jody, uh, all the best. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate it this. As always, Rob. Thank you. Take care. Uh, cannabis activist Jody Emery. JodyEmery.ca. That's J-O-D-I-E Emery. Uh, .ca. 974-8255. And she does raise an interesting issue, uh, and I suspect the Emery's uh, are, are probably inclined to push the envelope a little on the cafe issue. Uh, that I don't think Jody's joint in Toronto was ever intended to just be a coffee cafe uh, forever and ever. But it is true that, um, you know, when it comes to using cannabis, uh, for the most part across the country, you're basically limited to your own home. There are some cities that are going to allow for some public consumption in terms of, you know, certain streets or parks. But in terms of any kind of a cannabis cafe, cannabis lounge, we're not seeing any of that just yet. Now, maybe that'll come once we get around to dealing with uh, edibles uh, and uh, cannabis products intended for vaping. Maybe that'll make it a lot easier for businesses to open up uh, because you don't have the smoke issue clouding things, if you will. Uh, but as it stands today, there are no legal authorized cannabis lounges that exist anywhere in Canada. Uh, from what I understand, there are all kinds of you know, sort of underground cannabis clubs that those have existed uh, for, for quite some time. 
So if you know a guy who knows a guy, maybe you can get in on those, but uh, don't ask me. (laughs) I don't know anybody. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.